what should I price my product at? How much should I charge? What's the market looking like? How do I know someone will buy it at that price? How do I know I make sure I'm gonna make profit at that price? How much profit should I be making on a paper product? If you've wanted to know the answer to any of these questions, today's episode is for you. And I'll be honest, this one took me a while to learn on my own. I definitely did not do pricing well when I first started my print business, Horatio Printing, way back in 2014. But now I have definitely mastered this. I've also looked at just a lot of training in this space. And so I'm gonna share with you three things to think about when it comes to pricing your product. So let's just go ahead and dive in. Hey friend, do you love cracking open a fresh journal? Do you linger in the paper planner aisle at Target? (laughs) Me too. If you have a dream to create your own planner, devotional journal, or paper product, and you're curious about the printing process, timeline, and cost, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Dream Printing Podcast. I'm Polly Payne, CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I have sold over 45,000 paper planners and products around the world. Want to learn how I did it? I'm gonna take you behind the scenes and teach you how you can plan, print, and publish your high quality paper product. So grab your favorite journal, your favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get that dream off the back burner and into your hands. All right, I hope you have your pen and a little journal next to you and you're ready to take some notes. So the things that I really would look at when it comes to pricing your product, the three things, I'll go through the first one. The first thing you need to do when you want to price your product is calculate your COGS. So put that down on your piece of paper. You want to calculate your COGS, C-O-G-S. COGS, it means cost of goods sold, cost of goods sold. So the formal definition is the cost of goods sold is the sum of all the direct costs associated with making a product. Um, This usually shows up on your income statement um, when you have all of your bookkeeping in your business and your profit and loss. Whenever you basically purchase inventory, that is categorized as cost of goods sold, which is something that, you know, when you're looking at your profit, this is one of your main expenses in a product business is your cost of goods sold. So let's think about that. What all goes into cost of goods sold? Basically anything that is associated with making a product. So let's uh, think about specifically a paper product. Let's say the journal that you're making costs five dollars let's say the box it comes in costs a dollar let's say the tissue paper and sticker and pen cost two dollars and let's say um what else would we put with our journal i'm trying to get up to the round number of 10 here Oh, and then the importing cost of actually getting the product to from the manufacturer to your warehouse costs another $2. So all in, let's say your cost of goods sold is $10. And it's all those factors that add up to what your true cost of goods sold is. Because it's not just how much you pay your printer to make your thing. You also have to pay for the shipping to you. Now, there are some printers that bake in those costs. and You get like an all-in price, which is great. Um, and there's other costs associated with the product, like 
you know, packaging it and maybe you want to put an insert or like I mentioned before, a sticker or a pin or some sort of accessory. All of those go into that products cogs, okay? Another part of cogs that's important um, or just an expense in general is like the credit card processing fee. For example, every time someone makes a purchase at Horatio Printing, there is a 2.6% credit card processing fee done through Shopify. Um, so things like that also add up, but <clears throat> all of those pieces come together and make up your cogs. Okay. So let's say your cogs is $10. You've done the math. You've added up all of your cogs and you know that it's $10. Okay. So what would you price your product at if the cost of goods sold all in is 10 bucks? Number two. So step one is calculate your cog cogs. Number two is really where you find that answer. So what I would say, and what's pretty much industry standard, or at least not industry standard for the planner business, but like standard across the world of, you know, retail is times four, times four. So 10 times four is $40. That is what the top retail price would be if you're going by that math equation. And that's why I wanted it to be 10 so it could be easy because your girl cannot do math, okay? <laughs> I love a good spreadsheet and it's largely because I cannot trust myself to do any sort of math and trust it, especially in my head or on paper. So <clears throat> cost of goods sold is 10 times four is 40. Now, remember what I told you before? I really didn't do this well at the beginning. Yeah, I didn't do this well at the beginning. My product at the beginning was $28 a planner. And I think I, the first year I launched, I sold it for 37 And I thought, well, that's good. I'll make $9 a product. Like, you know, I want to not overcharge. And I was like, I've, I had this like guilt about making profit, I think. Or like, I just, I just didn't know what I was doing, quite honest. And I, I launched so quickly. It was three months from start to launch for my first planner. And the product was already 28 bucks to buy. So gracious, that was a lot of money to spend. I spent like, you know, a little over $28,000 on my first cost of goods sold run. And it was like, whew, that's a lot. And so I ended up not netting that much money that first year once I paid my designers and paid for the handling costs to get everything shipped out. It was like, oh man, I don't really have that much left over. But now I have been able to reduce my um, printing cost dramatically and my product, um, just the overall excellence of it and the quality of it and how sturdy it is has also increased dramatically. So I've been able to do that because I've been in this space for nine years and I've worked with different printers and vetted them and really gotten to a place where I'm in my sweet spot now. But it was not like that at the beginning. And I couldn't have done 28 times four. That would have been crazy that first year. I'm just gonna, I can't even do that math in my head, but that would have been charging $112 per planner. So like that didn't really work, right? Um, but typically speaking, it's times four. And why you do that is let's say, um, let's say, let's go out with a brand. Hmm, let's think of a good brand. Um, I'm like looking around at my desk. Let's say there is a essential oil company that sells diffusers and it costs them $10 to make a diffuser. 
Well, if they were to wholesale that to somebody, they would um, charge them $20 because wholesale is typically 2x of what your cost of goods sold is. And then what that wholesaler does is they charge 2x to the retailer. So when you go into a store, typically if you're seeing something on the shelf for 40 bucks, the retailer is paid 20. And that's why they're able to do those discounts sometimes or the 20% off or a sale because they've doubled, they, they typically, now not everyone does this, but this is just like the basic math of what is normal, you know, and obviously people differ outside of the norm. So don't, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so when the diffuser is in the wholesaler's hands at $20, it's going to be twice as much to the retail. So it's 40 Does that make sense? So if I was going to sell a $10 planner to a wholesaler, I would sell it for 20 to the wholesaler. And then that wholesaler would go around and sell it to the re- retail customer at 40 So it still is that 4X. Does that make sense? Either way, whether it's direct to customer or through a wholesaler, it's 4X. So you make more money selling direct to customer than you do wholesale. That's the end of the, that story, but that's a whole nother story. Now, I was watching Sarah Blakely talk about Spanx because I love her. And she was saying that she does 5X. And I think that's really smart and like power to you. You know what I mean? Like you've got to pay for employees and future innovations and, you know, research and development and marketing. Like you have a lot of other costs in your business outside of the cost of goods sold. So she really says all in packaging, product, everything. She takes that and then does 5X. So um, once you have what your retail should be, so let's say you've got the product, it costs $10, you're selling it for 40 so now you know the answer to the question. And if you sold it at 5X, it would be 50, right? So 4X would be 40, 5X would be 50. And then I have my third step, which is spice it up. Figure out a way, like if that price feels high, how can you create more value through your printed product? So I went to um, Tony Robbins Business Mastery training in 2016. And in that training, we really talked about creating an X factor with your business. And what is an X factor? An X factor is the ability to add intangible value to your product or service. Intangible value. So let me show you an example of how I've created intangible value in my product. One way that I do that is we donate 20% of our profits to fight human trafficking. So when you buy one of my products, you are also partnering with us for a bigger mission. Okay. Another way that I've added intangible value is I have a free course that comes with my product that teaches you how to do it and a community. And those pieces are intangible value that goes with my product And you could say like, oh, well, this course is actually worth 300 bucks or 200 bucks or whatever. But there's something about that product that has that intangible value. And it's it's about finding a way to do more for your clients than your competitors are and then consistently maintaining that standard. Um, And X Factor, I'm just reading from Tony's uh, blog post about the X Factor. But it says an X Factor is a way of thinking about who you are, what business you're in, and what you can bring to the marketplace. So the questions he asks is, what makes your company stand out? How do you offer your customers the most value? What is your company really great at? 
What makes you stand out individually? And what could your X factor become? Because it's not like you're there yet, right? You're going to get there. You have Maybe you haven't even launched your product yet. You haven't created your product yet. But what could it become? Um, I think some of the ways I've seen this played out in the industry is this comes with a monthly meetup or this product comes with a Facebook community. This product comes with a three video training on how to use it. This product comes with free PDFs that have additional resources for you. This product comes with a recipe guide. This product comes with a one-on-one coaching session. Like what does it, could it, how could you add more intangible value, right? So that you could get to that place where you're able to charge 5X and have a really healthy profit margin in the print and retail space. Okay, so that's my notes for you and some things I want you to chew on. How can you spice it up? How can you really define that X factor and provide more intangible value that is reasonable? You know, you don't want to say, okay, well, every product I do, now you're getting an hour-long call with me. You're getting lifetime access to me. Like you're not, I'm not trying to tell you to stretch yourself so thin right? Um, And overcommit yourself because that's not going to be healthy for you. You don't want to set yourself up in a product launch for a complete burnout, you know? So be realistic. Do not overcommit. That's so easy to do. So don't do that. But there is a way to provide intangible value that could potentially be automated. Um, Like, for example, a nurture sequence email post-purchase that provides encouragement and Uh, is automated and it gives them blog posts or podcast episodes or resources that you enjoy, things like that. So that is something to think about because I do recommend four to five X when it comes to calculating your price of your product. And if you're like, ooh, there's kind of a gap here. Like I don't want to charge $80. Okay, well, what is your $80 product? What could it be? Use your imagination. And that is probably... One of the best pieces of advice I could give you, you're welcome. I hope you can enjoy uh, that question and sit with that. And I hope it inspires some really good ideas on your end. Now, I think there might be some people listening that is like, I have no idea what my cost of goods sold is because I don't understand my product well enough to speak to a printer. Like I don't have it built. So how could I even figure out what it's going to cost to print? Because like, how do you get a quote and understand how much it's going to cost? How do you get all those costs? So if you're like, yes, that's me. I don't know exactly how many pages are in my product. I don't know what size I'm going to do yet. I'm not sure um, the material, the cover, or the binding. And then even when I do know those answers, I don't know what printer to go with. So if that's the boat that you are in, hear me. I have a print school that is absolutely 100% for you that takes you through my templates, my ideation process. I give you access to my printer, a direct relationship. You connect directly with them. You don't have to go through me, but I do hold your hand as I hand you off because I don't want anything lost in translation. I give you my marketing and my launch materials and you get two years of group coaching with me. And then... Obviously, you're going to get um, all of my tools that help you plug and play 
to actually create your own product, create your prototype, get your quotes. We really hold your hand through the journey. So I do want to know that that resource is available for you. You get my cost of goods sold template. Um, you also get a design course built into print school. My designer, Nadine Taylor, who um, she was on the podcast last month. It was such a good episode. The five big mistakes you make when um, planner designs. I think that was episode 179. Go back and listen to that. It was so great. But Nadine is our lead designer at Horatio Printing. And she actually added in a whole section of the course teaching Adobe and Canva design for printed products. And she gives you templates for all of it. So you can learn to, you know, edit it and become a designer. So I want you to know that resource is available for you. You can learn more at HoratioPrinting.com slash print school. The link is below. If you want to click that link, it's H O R A C I O printing.com slash print school. And then I have a free training for you. If you're like, huh, interesting. I kind of want to learn more. You can go to my workshop. It's a free 40 minute workshop at HoratioPrinting.com slash workshop, which takes you through the entire dream printing method. I talk about the cost then and how much it costs now. Um, I walk you through the timeline and all of that and really answer those big questions. So I just want you to know that is available for you. And if you have any questions in the interim, you can join the Dream Printing Podcast Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, type in Dream Printing Podcast, and join that community. You can ask questions there. You can meet other planner and paper enthusiasts. It's definitely full of some planner, I guess, I'd say enthusiasts. I'm, I consider myself a paper snob. Um, I don't want to call anybody else a snob, but I am very openly a paper snob. My love language is white space and minimalist design and thick paper. So if that resonates with you, please come join me over there. Ask questions. I'd love to get to know you. Um, and if you have any questions or things that you would love for me to talk about on the Dream Printing Podcast, please let me know. I would love to answer your questions and connect with you more. So that's everything. I can't wait to hear how you are going to price your journal, paper, planner, or devotional and let me know how this episode worked for you. Have a wonderful day. You are so loved. Thanks for listening to the Dream Printing Podcast. I hope you learned something today and I would love to partner with you to make your print dreams come true. Take the next step by watching my free on-demand workshop at HoratioPrinting.com forward slash workshop. That link is down in the show notes or you can go ahead and jump to step two, which is go ahead and apply for print school where you're gonna get all my systems, the dream printing method, my contacts, my printer, all the shortcuts and templates. You can apply at HoratioPrinting.com forward slash print school. Yay! If this show has blessed you in any way, please consider taking five seconds to leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. I read each and every one and it blesses me. If you have a question, feel free to just DM me. Pop over to Instagram, DM my personal account, Polly underscore pain. I'd be happy to chat with you and just see what questions you have and connect. I cannot wait to see what you create and bring into the world. Have a wonderful day. You are so loved.